how do you want to be interpreted as an artist? Well, I think, uh, I think, you know, all the career paths that I've chosen have been sort of toward healing arts, you know, massage therapy, uh, painting, all of this. And I would hope that they would find some kind of light and inspiration and some hope in, in my work and, and maybe it'll make them smile. Welcome to the Create Everyday Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Gonzalez, and on today's episode, we sat down with Janelle Real, a Las Vegas 3D sculpture artist and painter. Thanks for joining us. Art kind of came second past a career, but it was more of like a passion for me and something I just needed to do, and it ended up kind of translating into more of a career, not by anything I was trying to do, but I started supporting local charities uh, with art and trying to get the word out for different events, for Shade Tree. Uh, I did about three events for them, and it was just something that I really liked, and I was approached uh, by Mike Schwartz from Civilized Society, and we partnered together and started a t-shirt line, and that's what you saw. Great. So let's back up. Um, are you from Las Vegas? No, I'm not. I'm from an island north of Seattle called Camino. Okay, great. And how long have you lived here? I've been here about 10 years. Okay, great. So at what point, like at what age did you find yourself gravitating towards art or being creative? Probably about two. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. And what did you love to do as a kid? Like what... Well, it was just, you know, I'd get these ideas in my head and I'd want to to have them come to life. And so my mom actually had an art degree and would just give me different supplies and saw that I had a good time with it. And so I just, it's always been really fun expression for me throughout the years. Okay, great. And what is your medium of choice now? Well, you know, I do all different mediums, mixed mixed media, uh, but I prefer making kind of more sculptural mosaics, and I'm currently on display at the Westgate in the okay. lobby. Great. So explain to me what you have on display at the Westgate. Well, I sort of created these fairy-like creatures. Uh, with One is with glass, one is with feathers, and then another is the, a human disco ball, and it was just wanting to create 3D art and express that way. Great. So just whimsical. Sure. So Westgate, explain to me what the Westgate is. The Westgate is on Paradise. It's one of the oldest properties on the Strip. It's formerly known as the Hilton. It's where Elvis showcased, and so I did a piece for them that kind of showcases showgirls in vintage Vegas. Great. And then I have uh, about 10 paintings on display throughout the property. Great. So Westgate, um, is it a casino or is it just a hotel? It's the Westgate Casino and Resort. Okay, great. And it's it's right, it's very close to the convention center. Yeah, it's right next door. So center. I'm sure they see a lot of foot traffic and get a lot of people. Five million a, a year. Wow. So it's been really great exposure and sort of helped open up my form of art to the world. I have some art that's in New York and uh, working on a piece for Hollywood currently so I'm really excited about great that. so how did you get your art inside the Westgate like did someone approach you or you approached them how, what was that process like well you know it was interesting so I was telling you I was doing these charity events around town and what got me into the larger 3d art was they were doing a charity event to help highlight uh, the studio 54 that was closing the club that was closing and so they had the art on display and uh and I came in and 
I wanted to do something really, really fun because they asked me to to highlight a piece, and so I saw this Andy Warhol, and that's what kind of developed it. And from that, I ended up running into a mannequin gallery owner, and so she uh, approached me and said she wanted to meet in the future, but I was kind of nervous as I hadn't really displayed or done anything bigger than these smaller charity events. Great. So... Um, you said First Fridays. Explain to me what First Friday is. So First Friday, the first Friday of every month, it's downtown. It's sort of to celebrate uh, artists. The art galleries open up and uh, vendors come in and showcase different things. And they have food trucks. It's really kind of a great way to have simple exposure to art. And so uh, I went there with a booth hoping just to show my art and meet other people. Okay, great. Um, I kind of want to jump around a little bit and um, ask you, who's your favorite artist? Or do you have a favorite artist? I, you know, honestly, I don't necessarily have a favorite artist. uh, But there's one that I would love to meet. One of my favorites is somebody that I'm sort of acquainted with online just because of the exposure with Westgate and other little ways. But his name's Pima Resin, and he's in New York. He's a traditional Buddhist artist and mixes his own paints. Wow, that's it's, incredible. Yeah, it's really inspirational. <coughs> and then also uh, my mentor, who I ended up going to school with, but we didn't have an art program in high school, and he's he's fairly large in New York. His name's Ryan Bradley. But it's just fun because they, they give me lots of ideas and help encourage me and they expose me to more artists. Sure. And, and so it's just been, there's so much to like. Yeah. It's hard to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> So I find when I'm creating art or I'm, I'm, you know, I'm creative, sometimes what I create is not the style of art that I love or that I gravitate towards. Do you find that or what, what style of art do you love? You know, I love big (laughs) metal pieces like, you know, uh, it's interesting. We have a whole bunch of different displays around town, but anything that's sort of large and sculptural, like how they bend metal and it's sparkly, I really like because it's kind of the opposite of what I do. What I do is very feminine and and detail oriented. Sure, that you know that's so interesting. Kind of fun because I'm opposite in a lot of way with what I create and versus what like I am drawn to initially. So yeah, right. Yeah, it's so incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you have a favorite color? You know, when people ask me, I say rainbow. Because I hate to pick one. I really like all of it. You know, they just color is, describes the mood, so it's sort Absolutely. of whatever mood you're in. But I end up, it's funny, I paint in like bright, vivid color in neon, but I mostly wear black, so yeah. it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am 100% agreeing with you. I say every color but brown. Ah, I know. <laughs> you just mix them all together and make brown. Right? Exactly, yeah. Um, so what do you see in the future for you as an artist? Like, where, where is this journey taking you? Well, you know, I'm really excited because when I first started here, nobody sort of does what I do as far as, you know, kind of creating skins or mosaics on things. And I'd really like to move it into outdoor garden kind of things where I can have some plants and structures growing out, you know, and just continue to expand on the 3D element. That's great. You know, you walk around and everything you see is, you know, a little different depending on your perspective or point of view. Sure, sure. So, um... With your art, are you able to sustain your life financially, or do you still have to work and do something else? You know, I'm not the starving artist. You know, um, I do do massage, which is also another art form, and then sometimes floral work. 
uh, on the side to supplements because you know some of the things that I make it just cost material wise is like five to six hundred dollars just for the materials so it's sure. more of a passion yeah um, I hope it translates into more and that's kind of where I'm working on my entrepreneurial skills as far as expansion sure what is your biggest challenge to being an entrepreneur as a creative? You know, we create because we enjoy it, yeah. not necessarily to make sales. Yeah. And so finding a way to turn weird or abstract art into something that would be more of like a household item. Sure. Uh, you know, something that you can replicate. I mean, I'm going to be working with doing sculptures in resin and mosaicing that way. That way I can build different molds and create pieces. And I'm going to be partnering with some other artists uh, to help kind of create a line in the future, which hopefully would be a way to reproduce and, and efficiently and cheaper. Sure. <laughs> But also, you know, like a lot of some of the pieces I make are, you know, quite a few hundred pounds and it's like $500 a chef. And so it's, it makes it not as accessible to like the everyday art goer lover. So it'd yeah. be fun to, you know, that's why I put paintings with some of my more sculpted pieces was, you know, you have a remembrance of the piece that you like and you can see the, the vantage point. But yeah, that's a, it's a challenge though, because Unless you hit like this high-end market, which I've been kind of lucky to kind of get in a little bit. Sure. Um, but it's hard to get exposure, so you really have to get out there and meet people. And, and you know, most artists are more like hermits and would rather be at home, which is me. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. So in terms of Las Vegas, now your some of your art is traveling worldwide, which is, you know, really incredible. I'm you know? excited. Um, how do you see Las Vegas growing or changing with the art world? You know, what's been so exciting about Las Vegas is I'm originally from Seattle and, you know, some of the traditional like New York and, and places that are more traditionally known for art. It is so hard to get into a gallery to be seen or heard or be considered relevant that in Vegas, it's kind of, um, it's still like the Wild West. And so there are avenues and channels where people are more open to showcasing art because they're so excited to see it since there isn't a huge, huge scene here. Mm -hmm. So that's, and until life is beautiful, that kind of helped open things up too for a lot of street art, which was great. Yeah, that's quite incredible. You know, moving here from Chicago, I came in thinking, you know, I, I knew downtown already before moving here, and I thought, okay, there's a cool artist community here. This is up and coming. But since living here now, just a little over a year, I find it hard, and maybe it's because of my schedule, but I find it hard to, like, connect with a lot of artists, you know, and and artists who are actually, it's more than a hobby, right? It's yeah. more than a hobby for you, you know, and we just lucked upon meeting each other. But I find, <laughs> it, I find it hard to meet people that are like-minded um, in terms of the art scene. Do you find that at all here? Yeah, you know, because, okay, so like we were talking before, traditionally, you know, like if you're up in New York or you're up in different areas, they have, you know, galleries open up to the public on Thursdays and they do meet and greets and they showcase and they have more traditional shows here they don't have like 
art shows that are featured where you can go and see an artist that you enjoy or whatever, which I hope like the community, maybe we can start bringing that and making that more popular here because I think there's a need for it. But that usually provides the exposure where you can meet artists is when the galleries are open and they're there to to meet the public, but we don't have anything like that here. Right, right. Other than First Friday, but it's sort of become more, a little bit more about food trucks, which is why I, I wanted to do a different venue somehow. Sure, <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. Um, so what else are you working on? Um, I know you've got a new t-shirt line out, is that correct? Yeah, so I'm partnering uh, with Mike and we've been designing different t-shirt lines. So the, they all go to charities because charity work is really important to me. Uh, so I, the t-shirt line is the proceeds go to benefit domestic abuse shelters, but we are going to be designing different t-shirt lines that um, support other charity events and things like that. And then I have another one coming up. Uh, it's Golfing for a Cause. It's December 9th, and it's in Henderson. And this, all the proceeds go to benefit street teams. So street teams and the Allegiance Foundation. And what they do is they provide a safe house for kids that are on the streets from 4 to 9 p.m. where they can take showers, they get toiletry bags, they can use electronics. And then the other section of it, the Allegiance, is they provide name brand clothing they get three outfits for a year so it's just you know so they don't have to look like they're homeless when they're at school sure you know that is a a charity i like supporting uh let's go back a little bit let's let me ask you a few more questions um are you reading any books right now you know, I haven't been reading any books lately. That sounds so ridiculous. The last one I read was The Four Agreements, although I've been, you know, kind of dabbling with There's this one called The Five Second Rule, where you're supposed to just go for it and... Uh, Eat it off the floor. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So hopefully, you know, right now I've been so busy with the t-shirts and working and, uh, and working on two new projects for this upcoming charity in December and then the... Uh, the, the piece that's going to go in the showroom. It's actually, it'll be at To Dazzle in Hollywood, and it's going to be really sparkly and lovely. I'm very excited. Great. Cool. <laughs> so with everything you're doing and you're a massage therapist, you got a lot going on. And you're a mom, correct? Yes. How, yes. Do, you, how do you find the time? Uh, well, you know, just trying to balance and set a good example as to... Uh, what's important in life Mm -hmm. and you know I also look at art as therapy you know a lot of I'm I'm currently hoping to partner with the Patriots Foundation become their art director and start teaching kids art as a voice you know they they end up losing their parents due to uh, war and and this organization is specifically geared to help children cope so that's been like my main thing with my family is Mm -hmm. to to teach them to have their own voice and how to express that versus expressing things in violence or frustration or you know it just it was the best thing my mom ever did for me and so I'd like to share it with my family and also yeah everyone else that's incredible (laughs) what's your favorite movie um I love this movie called Amelie yeah and that is one of my favorite movies of all time, I think it is hilarious, and it just has so many different perspectives. Although I love, I love movies. I love movies. Yeah. What's your favorite genre? Uh, 
I do like international films only because I started watching international films when I was about like 10 or 11 and Uh I would sneak into the theater in Seattle to go see it. Yeah. And it was just, it opened up the world to me in different ways of thinking and different versions of how you look at things. So I think it's, you know, really, really beautiful. Like life is beautiful. If you remember that movie. Yeah. Um, just all of that. So it's just, so those are the types that I like. It's kind of more inspirational, thought provoking, but, um, I do like a good comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to laugh, you know, yeah. <laughs> and not take yourself so seriously all the time, you know? Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Cause you know, with work and everything else, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so as a creative, I'm creative every day. I you know, for my clients and for whatever I need to create graphically I find a hard I find it hard to find time creating for fun do you ever come across that with what you're doing no you know what uh so most of the stuff I also do pet portraits as well you know I try to be nice and diversified so I can make money uh, yeah <laughs> but uh I try to as much as possible you know people when they really enjoy art it's because it's something that means something to them sure it's gonna so usually I ask for a picture or a genre or a or a favorite place that they've been to so I can kind of tap into Mm -hmm. sort of their energy and create from that standpoint so I take my ego out of it and then just the creation process is what's so fun yeah no I, I I agree with you on that I just I never do things just to do them Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not anymore, you know. And I think as a creative business owner, you kind of lose that a little bit. And how do you, you know, I guess because you're doing the balance. Yeah, keeping, finding that balance. And I think it's maybe because you're just involved with so many different organizations that you're passionate about. I would think you you still have that balance. Yeah, you know, well, because it's different themes. You know, so it has a nice uh, variety in my brain. You know, I can't, like the mosaic pieces that I do, they take me at least a month. And so it'll take hours to do one small section. So it's nice to have paintings or other projects that I'm working on to kind of distract me so I don't think, oh, if I have to add one more rhinestone, I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. So just, you know, keeping it like not putting 100% of my energy all in one project, I sort of... I put the time in when it feels right. Sure. You know? Sure. But, you know, sometimes it gets scary when you have a deadline. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, This question is kind of, I'm opening it up to anyone dead or alive. (laughs) If there's any other artist or even, you know, I I, I feel like almost everyone is considered an artist in their own way. Oh, everybody is. Yeah. So who would you ultimately would love to collaborate with? Oh, you know what? Uh, I've always loved Frida Kahlo. I, me too. <laughs> because she she went through misery. And like when I talk about like art as therapy being so important to me, you think of it for her. I mean, sure. it was like her escape, her way to express herself, her the way she could survive, in my opinion. And it was just, you know, to go through what she went through you know, in her love life and just everything. But I also love Diego Rivera 
inspired too. He was fantastic. Yeah, I think it's that that era, you know, in time and, you know, being in Mexico, the culture, you know, the colors and all that is just really beautiful. And I love Latin American culture, I yeah. just have to say. Yeah. For art-wise, you know, the Dia de Muerta and things like that. Just, yeah. you know, if you ever see my art, it's always got lots and lots of color to it. Yeah. And I think I, I lived down there for seven months and... I think it really made an impact on me because, you know, they have bright colored buildings and it's just like, well, why not? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Why not have a turquoise building and a pink one right next? I love it. Yeah. No, it's great. You know, kind of going back to Frida, you know, what, what I find so inspiring by her, especially in that age when women were looked at as objects. Exactly. Not, not as spiritual beings, not no. as something to be inspired. And she painted her self-portraits as very raw, very, you know, Honest. almost andro- androgynous almost. You know, it's just, I find that as a woman, you know, inspiring. Yes. Why not break the mold? Why not be different? Well, see, you know, and of course I love male artists too, but she's just always at the forefront because, you know, we look at what women have had to do in order to break through barriers. Sure. And break through typecasts and especially yeah. what with that time frame and in Mexico I hate to say but it was probably even more sure. so than anywhere else uh, in a lot of respects just because you know when you get in a traditional setting I mean up until these people started breaking down the barriers it was you know women are not right. to be heard and she wanted a voice and yeah. so how exciting for her to just push through yeah, and I kind of think of her and Georgie O'Keefe kind of side by side, you know, just not being afraid to be different and standing up for who they believe in and they believe in themselves. And, you know, as a woman, as an artist, you know, I even find that in, even today that's, you know, it's often hard to be taken seriously in a uh, professional setting. If I period, come in, yes, absolutely. If I come in as a graphic designer and it's question is it going to be pink with flowers? You know, because I'm a woman, does it have to be pink? You know, I love pink. Yeah, totally. But I can design for a man, no problem. Exactly. You know? Well, that's what's been, you know what? I mean, honestly, one of the, I did another event. I actually did two events for the NOW organization, the National Organization for Women, and they were hosted at the bunkhouse. And I was super excited to participate. And I just came as myself. And, you know, maybe I like to wear red lipstick and I have blonde hair. And uh, a few of the other women there were, you know, typecasting me. Like, oh, you can't be the artist. How did you do this? You know, and it was just really kind of frustrating, the stigma that society puts on women, that sometimes even other women like the things we have to face as creatives and artists. Yeah. You know, like it's apparently we're supposed to look a certain way, but I don't think that's true. No, <laughs> absolutely not. It's more about what you're saying with your whatever art meeting. Yeah. For more information on Janelle, please visit ingrainbranding.com and click the podcast button. You will find all of her information, how to reach her, how to get involved with her, and also where she's currently on exhibit. Thanks again.